passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our guest today experienced many changes uh, in her career throughout 2020, leading to her arrival with Impact Wrestling and becoming a two-time Knockouts Division champion. This Saturday, she defends that championship against Taya Valkyrie at Hard to Kill, airing at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's our pleasure to welcome Deanna Perrazzo to Post Wrestling. Deanna, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, it seems that uh, you are doing the uh, extreme uh, media tour this week. It seems Deanna Perrazzo is in high demand leading into Hard to Kill. <laughs> yeah, but that's what, that's what happens when you're the champ, right? <laughs> Does this feel uh, to you, you know, we've seen now for, for many weeks the added momentum that Impact has had. And it seems that this pay-per-view, there's a lot of new eyes on the product. And I would imagine this week you're really starting to sense that enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, since this, this crossover with AEW happened and, um, you know, with Don Callis bringing Kenny Omega onto Impact, like, Impact feels like it's exploded. Um, and it's been so refreshing to see so many new eyes and so many new people, um, you know, watching our products consistently over the last couple of weeks. So um, to kind of end that momentum with Hard to Kill, and, and I think this pay-per-view is really going to put Impact foot forward for 2021 and um, going to be one of the most historic nights of the year for us. I'm so excited to be a part of it. When you sit back and look at your 2020, like I have to imagine for you, like what a roller coaster of a year when you look at January 1st to December 31st. Would this be the year that you saw the, the most professional growth for yourself and just, you know, go, going out there and I think impressing a lot of people coming into impact wrestling. It, it's certainly, I think a pivotal year in your career. Absolutely. Um, I think if not the most pivotal year, um, just because, you know, I started the year um, not really doing much kind of doing stuff on raw, but not doing anything in NXT. And then, you know, in April, there was a group of us that were released and um, our worlds were shaking. And then, you know, for impact, 30 days later to be like, okay, you're on our product day one that you can be, um, let's run with this. And, and, you know, the last seven or eight months has just been more than I ever could have imagined. Um, I would have never thought that 2020 would have went that way. Um, but I'm more than grateful that it did because now I'm doing everything I've ever wanted to do. I'm, I'm the wrestler and the professional that I thought I could be. I just needed someone to let me try and to give me the chance. And, um, you know, impact wrestling has really become my home and it's something I'm really proud of and I'm doing work I'm really proud of. So I, I couldn't ask for um, a better year, really, I guess. <laughs> As you went into this, this, this new phase with impact wrestling and coming off 
the, the WWE end. Now that you have some time removed from that, do you look back at that, at that moment that it gave you almost a healthy chip on your shoulder, like a motivator to go forward with this and prove people wrong, to, to go out there and, and use that news and use it to your advantage and, and as a motivator? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, my time in WWE with NXT, I kind of had this chip on my shoulder of just like, give me a chance and let me prove it. And what else do I need to do? And um, being released, like it wasn't as big of a shock for me, I guess, as maybe it was for some people, because I've kind of, I had those conversations of how I was happy and I wanted to do more. And this might not be the place for me to do those things right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I think with impact giving me the, the ball and being able to run with it right away, it was kind of like, hell yeah, okay, I asked for these opportunities and some people wouldn't give them to me, but this company is going to give them to me and let me do what I want with it and uh, watch me. So there was definitely like a healthy um, competitive chip on my shoulder, um, which I always have, but it just like reignited this flame in me to be like, do your best work, be at your best, um, cut your best promos, like do absolutely everything 100% right um, and make the most because you have the most eyes on you right now. I thought you really showcased that uh, last week uh, during the the promo segment with Taya Valkyrie in the ring, and it just seems like there's such a confidence in you it, when it comes to, to speaking and having that presence, and that's not something that just you develop overnight, and it just seems like the, the confidence is it really radiates through the screen. Oh, thank you. I, thank you so much, because I feel like talking has always been my weaker point, like ask me to wrestle and I can wrestle my heart out and I won't even think twice about it. But impact has um, made me like break my own mold for me and made me um, push myself to, to do these in-ring promos that I had never really done before and to, to really um, explore who I am as an entertainer and a character and um, a personality other than just a wrestler. So um, all of the positive feedback that I've gotten from, um, you know, when we did the black tie affair to, you know, last week with Kaya in the ring um, means everything to me because it just means that um, there's more work to do and there's more to learn and there's more to grow, but um, I'm in the right place to cultivate all of those things. Obviously, with all of the attention that the AEW tie-in has brought onto Impact, I mean, the goal is to keep these viewers, and it seems that a consistent praise has, and this goes beyond just the the last couple of weeks, it's been a long time, is the praise for the Knockouts division being part of it for these number of months. What is it about the Knockouts division for you that is most appealing and and is getting such praise from the audience? I think that what's always been appealing about the Knockouts from, you know, 15 years ago to now is that um, the company from like a creative standpoint, from the office standpoint, invests in these knockouts and invests in our stories and kind of just lets us, lets us do what we want. And, and, you know, again, take that ball and run with it and and see what we can come up with. And, um, you know, they've always been ahead of their time with what the women can do. Um, So there's just things like bringing back these tag titles, Um, you know, the knockouts tag team champions are going to be crowned at hard to kill. And, to, to involve all of us in that and, and make stories around making alliances and really make it worthwhile and mean mm-hmm. something. Um, so Saturday when, uh, you know, whoever's crowned the new tag champions, it, it, it really is a, it's a pivotal moment. Um, and it's in, they've invested in it. And I think that is what stands out most about the knockouts is everything we do. Is it just done to do it? 
Um, there's a story to it. They uh, give us weeks to invest and in, in create something worthwhile that people want to see play out. Um, and that's not just a new thing. That's been, you know, for the last 15 years. I have to imagine as a performer as well, like t- to me, I enjoy that you have just such a diversity of women as well that for you that, um, you know, working with a Jordan Grace one night, Rosemary the next, Taya Valkyrie on Saturday, like there's, it's not trying to put everyone into one box. It's all these different stories and styles that you can utilize and it just gives you su- such a wider brush to work with. Oh, yeah. There's not, absolutely, there's not one woman on our roster like another woman on our roster. I mm-hmm. think that um, each and every single one of us have something different to offer. We all look different. We all wrestle different. Um, we're all unique in our own ways, and Impact is able to capitalize on that. Um, and I think that, you know, as much as we all fight each other and, you know, have all these storylines happening and don't like each other, um, behind the scenes, we're all pushing for each other to uh, succeed. And we all want each other to like put out our best work and, and do our best work for each other. And I think that really translates onto the screen that we are just a big family that wants to um, prove we're all hard to kill, right? A very nice play on words, yes, as we get set for uh, Hard to Kill. Uh, when when yourself and uh, Kimberly were paired together, uh, what's that dynamic been like where you're working off of somebody and just ha- having that that person as well as ca- kind of part of the presentation? I think for me, it's, it's always been easier for me to like play off of someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have Kim there has just helped with that confidence because he – um, has all these crazy faces and she's so charismatic and it's just given me someone to vibe off of. And it's also given me someone that I know I can trust. Um, you know, Kim and I have had like a similar path coming into impact and we've been through similar experiences. So, um, we have that in common, but she's also someone that I had some of my first matches on the Indies with, um, you know, some of those first hope, uh, high profile beyond wrestling or WWR women's wrestling matches with. So um, to just have such a history with her and to meet back up now, um, I know I have someone by my side that I can trust their opinions, that I can go to um, if I have a problem or I need ideas. Um, she really is someone that uh, I benefit tremendously from having by my side. Who are those people that you might be able to lean on when you're looking at, okay, where, where are areas of improvement that I can look forward and I can trust getting constructive criticism from? Do you have like your, your small circle that, that you lean on, whether it be an impact or outside? Absolutely. I think like that is the most important thing for anyone to have is just that like core group of friends who, um, even if you don't want to hear it, are going to be that brutally honest with you. And I have that in Impact Wrestling in Madison Rain and Josh Matthews. Um, but then I also have that, and Tasha Seals, to be completely honest. But okay. then, you know, um, in my real life, it's, it's Chelsea Green and it's Britt Baker and it's Karen Q and my trainer, Damian Adams. And, and those are people that I talk to every single day that um, I can bounce ideas off of. Or if I'm in New Jersey, I could go wrestle around and, and show him some things and get his opinion. Um, you know, I just have such a core group of people that, push for me to succeed um and and we'll be brutally honest when i need it uh one thing of course and i I, i'm sure you have answered this this many many times so uh, forgive me but going into impact wrestling and it'll be the case this saturday i mean 
it's an empty studio. And I just have to imagine that first time walking into that environment had to be jarring. Is that still the case? Is it, has it slowly become second nature that you're used to this environment or is it just uh, still bizarre to go out there and you have to imagine that there are people and know that there's an audience watching at home? both to be honest because I feel like you know as independent wrestlers and what was my case was uh, my first couple matches were at 12 o'clock in the afternoon in front of three people in a warehouse um so it kind of brings me back to those days where it's just like it doesn't matter because you're performing and you turn it on no matter how many people zero people or or three thousand people um but it, it is hard because there's that those moments in, in matches where you're like, okay, the crowd should be hearing this, or you know, you do this and you expect that reaction. And sometimes I hear it in my head, and I'm like, oh, this should be happening. Um, and it kind of helps dictate the pace, and you know when to go and or know when to slow down. Um, and there isn't that anymore, so it's it's definitely thrown me for a loop. But the more we do it, and the more um, you know, we have these tapings. I've just gotten used to it. And I think overall it aids to the virtuosa style um, because I am slow and methodical. And I think that not having any distractions lets me focus in that much more on um, what I'm pinpointing, whether it's the arm for the Fujiwara or, um, you know, the neck for the pile driver. There's, uh, it just helps me focus more on what my task is. As we look ahead to Saturday night, it's going to be airing 8 p.m. Eastern on pay-per-view. You are defending the championship against Taya Valkyrie. Uh, am I correct? Is this the first singles meeting between you two? Yes, ever. What kind of uh, pressures does that come with? Because this is a match that you know a lot of people are looking at. Like there is a, There's a high expectation level uh, for this match. Is that, is that the kind of pressure you look for going into a big pay-per-view event? I think it's just the type of pressure I've become a, a, adhered to at this point. Um, you know, I've never really been in any of these situations or these, these high-stake matches before. Um, and and Slammiversary was kind of my first taste of that. And uh, I definitely think I thrive off of it. And I can just work better kind of in chaos, um, which is just the type of person I am. But uh, to, to go in and, and go one-on-one with Ty Valkyrie, the longest-reigning knockout champion, um, this match I'm excited for because I think that, you know, if I can stand toe to toe with her and hold my own and defeat Taya, um, that does so much more for the legacy that I'm building the impact wrestling. And that says so much more for the virtuosa who then can possibly become the longest ring knockouts champion. But, um, if Taya wins, she becomes the two time knockouts champion. So I think this is high stakes for both of us. And we both have a lot to lose, but also a lot to gain. What are some of your goals, just in general, whether it be personally or by extension, the knockouts division in 2021? Where would you see? Where would you like to see the the division continue to evolve to? Um, I think for me personally, I um, have said this in a few interviews this week, and again, I I don't really like the pressure I'm putting on myself. Um, but I think the next the next step progressively would be um, to main event a pay-per-view and to be, you know, like embroiled in such a story that we warrant a main event spot um, just from the story that we're telling. So for me personally, that's my goal, but um, you know, I'm so excited to see what 
whoever wins this this knockouts tag team match um, at Hard to Kill, what they can do with these championships and, and how they um, create a legacy with them. I'm excited to eventually get my hands on them and maybe be a, a double champion. Um, there's a lot of possibilities, and um, I'm excited for them. I'm excited to possibly have more girls come join us in the knockouts division. That would be great. There's, a, there's some girls that were brought in for the tournament and a, a few of them that I hope get to stay with us. So uh, I think the possibilities are endless with with the amount of investment that we're getting from Impact Wrestling right now. After you go through one of these weekends where it's the pay-per-view, it's uh, taping a lot of television, what's, uh, is it just exhaustion by the end of these? Do you like kind of the, the come down afterwards? And, uh, you know, ha- having these like every, you know, every, every so often that it's not the regular weekly uh, kind of schedule, but what, what do you like about the, the pace of these where it's kind of just everything at once and then you kind of get to, to get a bit of a break between them? It's it's nice because it is everything at once, and you're I can go home and just be like normal Diana and not be like okay, well Monday I'm back on the road and and then I'm gone Tuesday and, and Wednesday is a travel day and and I that that pace gets hard when you have like a real life you know um, and you have like real things to do and appointments to make so it's nice that it's like four or five days most. Um, all out in one place in Nashville. And then I come home and don't have to worry about wrestling for six weeks Um, because I am in school. I do have, you know, two dogs and and I have things going on in my personal life that need to be taken care of. So I really have the time to be in tune with what I need. Um, But, you know, it also is kind of like, we are a family and we don't get to see each other. And once we're in these six weeks and we go back, it's kind of like party you get to see everyone. And, um, it's hard to come down from because you do miss it after after all the weeks that were off. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of like a catch twenty two, but um, I am exhausted always after them, and I just spend like a day or two decompressing and sleeping um, and time with the dogs, and then I just get back into my normal routine. My last question before we let you go: Once uh, things resemble any kind of normalcy and 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 travel restrictions are lessened, is Japan something that uh, that that's an option that w- with your deal with Impact you can go do? And it, and is that on on the bucket list to get back to uh, Japan in some capacity? Yeah, I would love to get back to Japan and get back with Stardom. Um, you know, whenever the, we get some normalcy, and if that's possible, I would one hundred percent be apt to do that. Um, it is something that I believe is possible with my impact deal um, because I can't do independence and I can do other things. Um, I think it would just, the timing would be to be right in between tapings and, and stuff like that. But um, I do have that flexibility and, you know, Scott Demore and, and Don Callis are quite flexible with letting people kind of do what they need to do and explore um, their brand outside of impact. So uh, 100%, whenever that's an option again, I will be on the first plane to Tokyo. Well, it's uh Something for for everyone to strive for the ability to uh, to travel once again. Uh, Diana, uh, we're looking forward to this on Saturday night, eight p.m. Eastern time. It's hard to kill Diana Perazzo defending the Knockouts Championship against Taya Valkyrie. I, I think you two have done a really great job building up this match. I think it's it's warranted the the interest uh, in this match on on Saturday. So I wish you all the best, and we will be watching. Hard to kill. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That was great. Thank you so much, Diana. I really appreciate the time. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Thank you.